0: This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's Community Access Media Organization. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. I want to talk about the concept that we need to go on and progress in making changes in ourselves to be honest to ourselves. Everybody is going through the situation of Influences from the outside that force you to either take steps or change your opinion or position on the subject. We're all under different influences that are coming at us from right and left. More and more information, more and more influence coming at us. And we supposedly correct and adjust our perspective due to that incoming influence to be more right, more true to ourselves. Sometimes people misadvise us and we reject it. No, I'm sorry. I won't do that. And sometimes people say, you're wrong. And you go, oh, show me, prove to me, make me understand that. And they do. That's my scenario today. Let's say you're in a situation where someone has shown you that there's more to understand or your position on the subject is not mature and you need to adjust your opinion. Now, back in the whatever's, uh, younger ages or back in the, the different periods of time through history, you're supposed to go through changes. You're supposed to face changes. This was a subject in the 70s, music, if you look at it. Going through changes, been through my changes. Life is so many changes. And everybody knows it. You go through changes as a little kid. You go through changes as you grow older. You go through changes as puberty. You go through changes when you have your first child and joins your family. You go through changes at every segment, every sector of a lifetime. Well, the real changes is supposed to be when you develop self-control. When you develop control over your mind. When you actually get to the point of uh, perfecting your perspective. Now, in the Vedic literature, it discusses these concepts. And it says that to actually be in a position where you can see things as they are, as opposed to some preconception or some pre-programming, but actually see things as they are, you have to develop the qualities of goodness. And the Vedic literature, Bhagavad Gita as it is, discusses goodness, passion and ignorance, to be honest. But the passion and ignorance are contaminated by material and personal conceptions. But the person in the mode of goodness sees things as they actually are. And from this position, he is motivated and he has the capacity to improve himself and reach the highest level of purity. Now, some of the conditions and characteristics of one who is purely in goodness are as follows. Truthfulness, cleanliness, mind control, sense control. Simplicity, Tolerance Full faith And full knowledge Now these are the characteristics of a person Who is purified enough to see things In proper perspective So if you're in a situation in your life And you're not doing that One of those subjects you're not up on very few people are under the, up on the control your senses and control your mind aspects. Let alone cleanliness, simplicity, truthfulness. Everybody's lying. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what training you've had, whatever your concepts, your morals, your principles, your ethics, everybody's still lying. It's a social characteristic now. Everybody's doing it. And so, you can't see in proper perspective when you're contaminated by these concepts of life. So, what is our issue today that we need to look at from a position of purity, as pure as possible, and make an adjustment, make a change, such that your life becomes more purified. You become more the divine side of your character and you put aside the primitive side now the Vedic literature in our program here we have been discussing how we living entities, eternal spiritual living entities are not these material temporary bodies the bodies are a car they are a vehicle awarded by material nature that we take control of And we drive it through a lifetime. And through the lifetime, the duration of life is fixed to give you an adequate amount of time to figure out that you are this eternal living entity and what is your true identity and what is your true responsibility and what is your duty in the human form of life. This is sum and substance. This is the beginning of the Vedic literature, the Vedic instructions. So now if you can understand, you can accept that I'm not this body, I'm the consciousness that is permeating the body. Now this is the symptom of the you, the soul, being in a body, the body has consciousness. At the time of death, the body—excuse le- me—the soul leaves. The body stays there, useless, can't, won't work. We've we carry on through the body during a whole lifetime—from baby, boyhood, young, youth, middle-aged, old age to death. We are witnessing and driving the body through its useful duration. And we are the conscious witness all the time. We are the one making the decisions, impelling the body, energizing the body, sustaining the body, feeding the body, washing the body, keeping the car in good nick so that we use the duration of life to achieve the set out goal and perspective. Now, most people, according to our spiritual master, 99% of the people get lost in materialism and selfishness and social issues they give up they forget they lose track that this human form of life is meant for something much higher where you put an end to the cycle of birth and death that's the real mission in the human form of life it's not in the bird life the insect life the fish life they can't reach this level they can't do this And so they cycle through birth and death and birth and death, making decisions and fulfilling desires and either elevating themselves in the type of body they get or degrading themselves in the type of body they get by their free will choices. So now you're in the human form of life. You have to recognize that it's a a responsible form of life. Because you have the intelligence, you have hands, you have discerning power, you have the ability to contemplate those things that are outside of your sense perception, which the lower species don't. You can't talk to a dog about three weeks ago or what I did last year. They can't comprehend. No other species, none of the other species, can comprehend this outside of their perspective reality. They are very much in the now. Well, We are very much in our heads. We're in, the, in our internet, we're in the computer, we're in our TV, we're in our phone, we're in our family, we're in our society. We think we can change things. We go work for the council. They don't give a rat's ass. And our individual life is expended in materialistic things that don't, lead us to understanding the goal of life so the Vedic literature is here for that purpose and the Vedic literature says alright, we're teaching you A, you aren't this body and you aren't the mind you are the conscious living entity who's driving the body and the mind and you're supposed to be driving it to reaching the perfection of stopping the cycle of birth and death Now, if you know that, if you accept that, if you recognize this is the real situation, then you have to keep your life from being derailed. That's the only way you're being honest to yourself. Is if you keep your life from being derailed in the materialistic activities that make no permanent yield. And then, there is the the next platform of true identity. You know now that you're not the body, then who? what are you? What is your definition, your constitution? According to the Vedic literature, we are all separated parts and parcels of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Sri Krishna. Krishna's, God's name is Krishna. It's very simple. So if you are an eternal part and parcel of God and you've been given eternal independence you have to recognize that you using your free will will elevate you or degrade you will purify you or contaminate you. So now you know two levels that as an eternal living entity you're supposed to purify yourself and that you are a part and parcel of the Lord and you are not the material body. So to be honest to yourself and your self-interest you need to act on that eternal plane. On the eternal platform there is a relationship between the eternal Supreme Personality of Godhead and you the eternal part and parcel of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So if there is an eternal relationship, which is pretty common sense here, then there must be a duty in that relationship We can see that God is unlimited, and I am very limited. So therefore, I'm the subordinate. And the Lord is the predominant. Well, that means that I'm more or less in the servant role, and the Lord is more in the master role. So that means I've now identified another level of my responsibility, of my predicament, of my true position. That's our subject today, how to see things in proper perspective as opposed to something personally contaminated or externally contaminated. So if you know these few facts, you're not the body, you're an eternal part and parcel of the Lord, you have an eternal relationship with the Lord, and the relationship, generally speaking, is you are servant, he is master. Then in that relationship, if he is predominant, And you are predominated, then your responsibility is to respond to what he wants, not dictate. You respond. He dictates. So from that point of view, you're rendering service to his wishes. And his pleasure is your paramount concern. That is a spiritual perspective of your existence. That is being true to yourself. Now, if this is all correct, and according to the Vedic literature, it's spot on, then if I act in a relationship with the Lord of Servant, and I see to his requests from me to the best of my ability, and I render service to him on the eternal platform, understanding my eternal relationship with him and my eternal position toward him and that I am in this material body as a vehicle to execute requests or service, then there should be some reciprocation. There must be some reciprocation from the spiritual platform that makes me realize, makes me accept that this is my natural, healthy condition. Because it's on the eternal platform, and everything I do in this body, it's all on the temporary platform. And I've already identified that I'm not the body. So now here we're in a situation where we recognize that if I engage in loving service to the Lord for his satisfaction, what happens? What is the result? First of all, the Vedic literature says, don't expect or demand or require A result it must be done selflessly out of loving intent to please the master that's a real servant he's doing it for the pleasure of the master he's not doing it to get something from the master so if I'm trained by the spiritual master I'm trained by the association of purified souls I'm trained to understand I'm not to request or expect return I'm simply to see to it that my service as requested of me is executed to the topmost value that I'm doing the very best service I'm capable of in my temporary body made of matter by the way And that if that service is executed for the satisfaction of the Lord, his pleasure is the objective. His satisfaction is my objective, not my satisfaction. That's the material conception, the selfish conception of life. And the Vedic literature says that the Lord is so pleased by one who selflessly renders him loving service that he rewards the living entity beyond our imagination. Not with things, not with material money, assets, long, long life, no. With love, with fulfillment, with complete consciousness, full knowledge, satisfaction, contentment. This is much more valuable than a shiny new car and a pretty house and a beautiful woman or man, however you see things. So the Lord is not eager to award those who are devoted to him with material rewards. On the contrary, he's eager to see that you have loving devotion. You have loving reciprocation you have fulfillment and awareness and alertness and satisfaction. The highest level of pleasure, not the temporary level we're used to here, this uh, standard of enjoyment that we're used to in these material bodies, and this material misconception, social misconception of life, is all temporary and not very sweet and cause, comes with its own side effects. So there's something much higher available to you, and the Vedic literature is intended to teach you that, that serving and glorifying and selflessly rendering loving exchange with the Lord is your natural, normal condition of existence. And that is what you're trying to achieve with this temporary body for this short duration of life to come out of the cycle of birth and death and reach to that platform and be fixed there eternally. So now if you know these things that I'm saying, if you've been listening to this program for the last 10 years, almost 15 now we've been doing this program you have to make a change you must accept that concept as your true reality. And if you do, it's good for you. And if you make that change, you begin to detach from the material conception, the material concerns of life. And you become attached to the loving devotional service of the Lord Sri Krishna. And you read the Vedic literature. And you read the Krishna book. And you read the spiritual master's instructions for how to become permanently fixed in the loving service of the Lord to everyone's unbelievable satisfaction. So this is what our program has been doing for so many years. Trying to awaken you and encourage you and support you to give up the temporary attachments to the material misconception of life. To reach forward and try to associate with those devoted in service to the Lord. Devotees, if you will. To read the spiritual master's books, his divine grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta, Swami Prabhupada. And surrender unto him. Listen to his instructions. Follow his instructions. That's surrender. Come to the platform of agreeing That he has given you the enlightened perspective of life. The true perspective of life. Without adulteration. And all he asks is that you be faithful to your vows. And help him awaken as many beings from their misconceptions as we can. And everybody listening has a role. Everybody's needed Everybody has the potency to render loving service to the Lord. The Lord has created multitudes of living entities and he's simultaneously created multitudes of opportunities to serve. Your unique qualities and characteristics are desired in an exchange to the Lord. He wants your uniqueness. He wants your personal uh, perspective to be expressed in your service to him. And he's very benevolent. And he's very grateful for one who selflessly renders service to him. And you can. And you understand why you should. And you understand that that is your normal condition. And that you're not this temporary material body. And you're not meant to be making a permanent residence here. You can't stay permanently. You're meant to use this material body and the duration of life that comes with it to awaken your consciousness to the level of rendering selfless, loving service willingly for the satisfaction of the Lord under the instructions of the spiritual master. That brings you to normal, enlightened, divine, uplifted, eternally blissful condition of life. That's the reality. And it's right there at your fingertips. The Vedic literature is being delivered to you by the grace of the spiritual master for you to hear and understand your true position. And then you have to make a change for your own best interest. You have to surrender. You have to accept the spiritual master as your guide, not your desires not your senses, not your mind. You follow your heart into pleasing the Lord, giving selflessly, pleasing others before pleasing yourself. These selfless, humble attitudes breed devotional life, breed devotional consciousness, infect everyone with a beautiful feeling of fulfillment, of involvement with the absolute truth, of service at the highest level, of uh, completion, of the quest, of the cycle of birth and death, to reach the human form and then use the human form to achieve the favor of the spiritual master and to read the Vedic literature and to come to supreme perfection in this very life. Devotional service begins with hearing just like you're doing right now. And it further goes to chanting, where you're hearing this sacred series of words that is set up so that it purifies any impurity you may have accumulated on your long journey to this point. And it makes you purified, ready, qualified to render this loving service on an eternal platform that truly brings the joy, the happiness, the fulfillment every one of us is looking for. That is not available in the material world. It's available in spiritual activities, loving devotional service. Thanks for listening to this free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support free FM via Patreon. Head to Patreon.com/slash FreeFM89 to find out more.